Are you ready to embrace a healthier, more vibrant life? Look no further than With Joy, a transformative movement and nutrition program that goes beyond the ordinary. With Joy is not just a program, it's a movement. We believe that true wellness encompasses mind, body, and spirit. Our approach is rooted in compassion care tailored to each individual. We're here to elevate you to a place of health, wellness, and healing. Whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting your fitness journey, we've got something for you. Our comprehensive programs include strength, mobility, endurance, and conditioning to elevate your fitness, recovery and recuperation for healing, and nutrition wellness plans to fuel your body for optimal performance. Check out our show notes for more information and links to our programs. Join the With Joy movement today and discover a whole new way to thrive. Hi, I'm Joy Han Silva. And I'm Laura Han Segundo Collins. And welcome to Hanacity. Hey, Joy. Hi. Welcome back to New York. I know. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's been quite a whirlwind because I've only been here for a couple of days and I'm leaving tomorrow. And so I literally came here for a quick you should hot second. Move here. Yeah, this has been the ongoing <laughs> theme of season one. We're trying to get Joy to come here forever. As of now, that's not happening. So for now. For now. But yeah, it was a quick trip because I'm back here to record our finale. finale. Which is crazy. We made it. We made it. Intact. Almost. I'm a little sore today. You're a little bit sore today. You want to tell them what we did? Sure. Okay. We took an adult tumbling class my first night here, which was terrifying because the last time, my first day, I threw my back out of place. And today I'm standing and walking, which is a when. Yeah. I'm a little sore, a little stiff from my shoulder to my butt cheek feels numb, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but... But we're okay. It's all right. You got, you and I can side. move instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can kind of shift around, which is good. Yep. And we have a little clip. Actually, we could even say like, roll it. Roll it. <laughs> When's the last time you've been on a gym apparatus? I honestly don't know. Sometime in my 20s when I was teaching gymnastics. How are you feeling right now? I'm a little nervous. I'm really afraid that I'm going to like hurt myself. It's okay. It's understandable. How are you feeling? I'm nervous. When's the last time you were at a gym? 1990. At the ranch. That's crazy. That's the last time I was actually, that I can remember. I'm a little scared. And it's um, bringing me back. I'm a little triggered, a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's okay. I'm also very excited to go on a balance beam. Yeah. you really cool. Yeah. Yay! Thank you.
Joya, how are we feeling? How was it? I'm just glad I made it in one piece. You did amazing. You we did, did amazing. amazing. You did beans. That was so fun. You got a bean. It was so fun. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Joya. Thanks. Joya, uh -huh. what was your big win today? My big win is I didn't pee all over myself. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I didn't throw my back out. Yeah. Yep. Blow your knees out. No. Both knees are still on my body. Yep. They're not Same. on the floor. Same. In a puddle. <laughs> Congratulations. Last time Jess. I was here, I threw my back out on a split. So. That's right. No, there's no one hurt. Major wins. <laughs> Super big win. We did balance beam. And Jackie was amazing. Jackie's Good amazing. Industry gymnastics, industry gymnastics in Long Island City. Yeah. Friggin' awesome. The adult class. Yeah, absolutely sensational. It was so much fun. Yeah. I had so much joy being on a balance beam. I mean, just even the really well of the my feet on the leathery material. Yeah. Was like so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really, really such a joy to be up there again. But man, I'm very, very sore today. Yesterday wasn't even so bad, but I'm re recalling one of those times when we did like 10 hours of conditioning because Rick made us. And the beam coach that we had at the time was like, you're going to be worse on day three. And we seem to be going that trajectory right now. <laughs> yeah. I woke up this morning and saw you and your partner and basically said like, I can't move. I'm, I'm sore today. Yeah. But it's a good sore. It's not like a painful, I've hurt myself sore, which I, which I think is definitely a one for sure. Yeah. But, oh, you know, what was really impressive about that clip actually hmm. was that you could still do on the trampoline thing, the front flip with the, the half twist, half twist. Yeah. I think I surprised myself too. You did a split last time you were here to do recording <laughs> and I was on my back threw your back out for three days. The fact that you did that and you were sitting here functioning is really impressive because guess what guys I, I was on a trampoline track what do you call it tumble track tumble track there was no tumble tracks when laura was a gymnast yeah i've never been on that's crazy before. right i was bouncing and i was trying to do a front flip and my knees couldn't straighten to actually <laughs> they buckled before you flip buckling yeah yeah and I could not get them. And through. I didn't realize that. So I'm sorry. No, it's because okay. I was giving you corrections and you're like, no, I no, my knees were left on the tumbling chart. <laughs> <laughs> I have really bad knees. Yeah. Some of it being from diet. But it was too. beautiful in the air. It was, it was a, beautiful a beautiful front touch. peck in the air. Yeah. In the air, meaning about two feet off the ground. You're in a beautiful tight tuck position <laughs> with your knees together and your toes pointed. So the form was spectacular. Oh, still got it. <laughs> Except for the knees. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, but that was fun. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. It was very redeeming. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. What was redeeming about it? What was redeeming about it? It was going back to the pure joy of doing gymnastics and dancing around. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, when I left gymnastics, and we talked about this in previous episodes, where what was joy for me sort of became doing for somebody else. And when we went this past Thursday, it was doing it for me again, which was really mm -hmm. exciting. And getting to do it with you, mm -hmm. who's one of my most favorite humans in the universe, was really, really special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if I think about it, the last time we did any sort of gymnastics together was when we were kids. Yeah. He used to make me flip and I didn't know what the I was doing so it was safe enough yeah well the best part was we were on the balance beam and I was afraid to do anything but like a pivot turn and you're like let's do a board roll and I was like no way 
<laughs> but you spotted me on a handstand. Yeah. Um, I, you spotted me on a, what's that thing? The pullover. I did. And I couldn't do it. Jordan and I literally did. saw stars after I did a handstand because the last time I was upside down, I can't remember. But I was like discombobulated and like. But beautiful form. Could you see? Yeah, sure. My butt right in your face. No, there's no butt in your my face. I don't. When you were holding me that way, yeah, I could still see your toes and stuff. Okay, so point of toes. Yeah, upside down, straight arms. Yeah, you did great. Thanks. It was great. And I think the best thing was that you were really scared and that you did it, and it actually was. Yeah, you were okay. I mean, I think we stood there and I'm like, I'm going to try a full turn. And then I went, no, not going to try a full turn. (laughs) And then like you did a sasone and I was like, holy crap. Like you went off the beam and landed back on the beam. Yeah. I forgot what that is. A sasone was like a split jump. (laughs) You land on one foot. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You did an awesome play. Yes. That's the one where you bring one foot forward and you tap your feet in the air and you land with your feet together. Oh. And you compulsory. I can't remember anything anything it is interesting how how much rote memory one has because even like head turns and things i could still do it yeah without even thinking yeah muscle memory mm-hmm. yeah it's incredible very well trained we were very well trained gymnasts debatable <laughs> well yeah De- depends on what you're trained in <laughs> physical muscle root memory training was yeah, for sure overly done Emotion, emotional, <laughs> mental, and all the other stuff that's also very important. Right. Less so. All right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe this is actually a good segue to just even talking about the fact that when we started this, thanks to Nathan, thank you, Nathan, we ended up giving ourselves a first assignment, which was to just share our story. Yeah sharing our story with one another, sharing our story with our siblings, hearing our siblings' stories and sharing this experience with all our loved ones meant that we had to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you to do this podcast? This, What was it like for you to do this task? There's like so many, so many emotions. Definitely in the beginning, there is more fear. We haven't even really talk to each other about our story. So I think it was one of those things like saying it out loud was really the first time for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think that there, that initially it started with fear. You went first. Mm-hmm. And so all your stuff came out before mine. And I was like, dude, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But also verbally, you're holding my hair while I was practically yeah. throwing up because I was super nauseated. Yeah. Um, and we're filming the finale and my whole story hasn't fully aired yet and they just started with my story definitely I think it goes in waves like there's one day where you're like oh that was good like I feel empowered by it I'm glad that it's out there I'm glad that I'm making a stance for myself and my voice is being heard specifically with my brother's story I'm I'm just so Mm -hmm. incredibly honored that he came on the podcast and that he was so vulnerable and honest and there's so much of his story that I did not know and it was hard to listen to. Like I tried to edit and I couldn't do it. So you had to take over. I don't think I've heard his interview all the way through without stopping yet. But it's an important story to share. Amazing story to share. Yeah. And so I'm proud of him for being honest. Um, and there's a lot to hold in that for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I'm still in the process where there's like empowerment and then there's I mean, with my brother, there's still a little bit of like, I don't want to say guilt because I don't feel guilty. I think I'm just feeling like 
I had no idea. And I wish I knew back then. And then next week is going to be tough, but there's some days where you want to throw up and there's some days where you're like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. And I think that's every day is different, which is okay too. Definitely. It's totally okay. Definitely. What about you? Um, absolutely. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. It's spot on everything that you've just said. I think also for me, because my siblings were older mm-hmm. siblings and that because I had known how much she had sacrificed for me my whole life. And I, feel to this day how much I owe to her in some way but I'm also not you know it's yeah that feeling of gratitude and appreciation is absolutely there and at the same time how we still didn't talk about our stories with one another hearing her version hearing Lindsay's version mm-hmm. hearing you actually what was really fascinating was hearing about your experience of me going away mm. I had I had no clue yeah no clue about that and it really kind of ended up putting all these pieces together Yeah, that I didn't realize I needed to stop feeling like it was my fault. Right. And I think up until that point, it just, I really thought things were, everything was my fault. Everything was horrible. But the realization that it's gaslighting. Yeah. Like that has brought a lot of healing to realize we were just kids. And that you have language for that now. Language for it now. Yeah. It's not any more guilt that you're like, wow, mm-hmm. it was gaslit. Yeah. And I could see places where people might judge, say my parents or my sister. Or even you. Or me. That's right. So true. Right. That's the whole thing. We were willing participants, I think, was what I had posted on on our Instagram page. That was one of the quotes that was made by Rick, was that we were willing participants when we were little girls. Like that's supposed to allow for abuse. Yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to be okay. That's right. an excuse. Right. But it's not, it's really the cultural explanation for how so many athletes and families came sort of under that spell. Mm-hmm. And it actually was very validating to feel like we were all in it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just us and nobody is alone. It's actually a very healing experience after all, yeah. which you called out in the first episode, really. Mm-hmm. It was so scared, it was shaking. We've had a lot of tears. But ultimately, it has been an excellent experience. And now I, I have language and all these things, as you said, absolutely. I have it for my kids mm. and I have it for myself. Yeah. And I have it for others that are, you know, we've had a lot of people reaching out and sharing their stories and being in different stages of their healing. Yeah. And it's really an honor to support people where they're at and help them along as a person who gets right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's been sort of, Laura and I, when we started this, we had like no expectations. It was literally, we thought it would be just us two talking to the abyss and nobody would be (laughs) tuning in. And it was really just about our own healing journey and everything post this has been like gravy, you know, it's been so surprising and we've met some amazing human beings that are doing such important work and hoping to collaborate them in the near future. Mm -hmm. But it's just so cool that We've sort of been adopted into this new family in a way, you know, and that people have really opened their arms, you know, to allow us to be a part of the space. And that the irony of this is, is that we've been silent for so long. We've been thinking that it was a lonely story, like Kara said in her Mm -hmm. episode. But the reality is, like you mentioned, is we're an excellent community. And 
the more we share our story, the bigger the love, the bigger the support, the bigger the community, and the faster the healing, in all honesty. Yeah. And so that's been just like the value of that is immeasurable, you know? Yeah. So we just thank you for all the new friends who've reached out towards us and that we're still meeting. It's been so wonderful. It's really amazing. Yeah. And for those of you who tuned in at some point and felt like you were alone in your story and or didn't think that your voice mattered or your story mattered, it absolutely matters. And absolutely. we are here as a community to support you too. We want this family to grow. So yeah, definitely. Nice stalwart community of compassion and care. Yeah, so. for sure. So I think that this has been really interesting as we've been sharing our story of, and you said it perfectly the other day where it's like, you're getting all these puzzle pieces and you're finally putting the pieces together. Right. And so it's been interesting talking and listening back and then also recalling things because one thing that's really interesting that you found out in Natalie's interview was that you were way younger leaving home than you thought. Definitely. And so, and yeah. you were way older, no, younger, way younger than you thought when, when you I wrote, left gymnastics. Yeah. I thought I was 16 yeah. and I was like, nope, I, I was barely 15. Yeah. Like to think that I retired like at 15 is crazy. Like mm-hmm. that, that would be the end of my professional athlete career. Okay. When we think about like professional athletes who retire, like mm-hmm. I think of the greats like Michael Jordan or I mean, fill in the blanks. They're adult grown men too that we have as yeah in I, comparison to these little bodies. These little yeah. Bodies. I didn't even have my driver's license at that time. Yeah. And you're a retired. And I'm a retired professional, professional athlete. Yeah. And you were even younger, which is crazy. Right. You didn't even graduate high school. You were in middle school. And I was in middle school. That's right. Still with the inability to turn the arm, as you can see. Yeah. I can trace that back to that day. From episode, what episode? Four, four. Yeah. It's never changed since then. I mean, I think that's wild. I think that we tend to age up because we think that that feels a little bit more reasonable, that we could handle more when we are older. I don't know what it was the whole thing about that. Lindsay talked about this too, when he was like, oh, it's a 12 year old psyche. But the expectation that we would behave in the same way as we are our level of performance. Mm -hmm. So what did he say? It's like, saw me sort of a little bit like a machine. But then at the same time, I was a 12-year-old. So for him, what an amazing, unique perspective from someone who's able to see me as an athlete, but also as a loved one to then put it together that this is a 12-year-old psyche. Right. So I think sometimes when we would become children, we would get scolded for acting like children. Yeah. Keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah. Be quiet, stand still. Behave. Uh Yeah. Behave perfectly. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't think that is, that's just a gymnast thing either. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, an 80s, 70s, 90s kid thing and expectation. Children should be seen and not heard kind of thing. That and was a very big Asian thing. American kids. Let's be real. <laughs> Which is, we love our parents, Absolutely. but it's very cultural. Yeah. Yeah. How would your parents like get you to be quiet? <laughs> Go get the belt. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. That's um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it would be like a spank, like back then in the 80s. Yeah. I think it was literally that. Yeah. Um, and that was enough. Yeah. I can't even remember. I mean, I'm sure there was the, the sh- you know, like a look from my mom and, and my dad, but I think it was like the fear of getting spanked. Mm-hmm. 
can't do that anymore. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw my sister got my sister was disciplined <laughs> in all kinds of ways, shapes, and forms. And I was ten years younger, and I witnessed so much of this discipline that I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Don't you don't have to worry about me. Don't need to test that. <laughs> I am on on board. With yeah, whatever you need me to do. Yeah, I mean, it's a different time. So, different time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, the age up effect is one. I also liked your friend Chelsea mentioned something mm. that that was really amazing and so true. You just I brought know. this up today. I, I know. Share with everybody. First off, I love you, Chelsea. We love you, Chelsea. Chelsea's been a huge part of my support during this time. She's one of my favorite human beings in the world. I lived with her when I was living in New York. She was my roommate and my lifeline, still my lifeline. It was so profound and it made me tear up. I might tear up right now, but she said after listening to your story, both of our stories, that like we have every opportunity to be angry and bitter humans, but that didn't happen, that we were still kind humans with our humanity intact. That made me tear up because it was like we could have taken this and been angry people yeah. for the rest of our lives, but that we still had the capacity of love, the capacity to love others and still have relationships and our families are still intact through all of this. Mm-hmm. Could have taken this in a different direction, but we didn't. And yeah, that was completely out of my awareness. And she was like, I just want you to know that. You're an incredible human being to be able to do that. It's really strong. And I never thought of me being strong. Mm. So yeah. thank you, Charles. Yeah. It's true. I know. It's crazy. It's true. But um, And that's season two. Are you overwhelmed, stuck, maybe disconnected in your relationship? Would you like to find more clarity and balance? Look no further than Laura Collins, LCSW, providing individual and couples counseling with warmth and empathy, a safe space to navigate life's challenges and connect you with your shine. Laura also specializes in working with current and former athletes and coaches, performance anxiety to post-competition transition. She understands the unique mental demands of the sports world. Curious to dive deep? Check out the links in our show notes for additional information about our practice and how we can support you in your journey. So another thing that I thought was really cool as well is the fact that you don't have to be a gymnast to listen to the story. That's been really, really cool to hear from people who... It's wild, guys. Athletes. It's so wild. I mean, I'm even like people from different sports, yeah. I, I was telling Laura, like besides our teammates who have reached out to us, which was incredible. Like I had a teammate. We love you, teammate. Oh my God, I had a teammate that I haven't talked to in 30 years. And I thought would probably have never talked to and she reached out after the first episode we had like a live dm conversation yeah and it was so healing i I was crying while i was talking to her Mm -hmm. and it was like i'm just hugging you right now but yeah the people that have reached out to me which has been so interesting are male athletes and specifically male athletes who did football and there Mm -hmm. seems to be like such a parallel experience in that of just being little kids who have gone through fear-based coaching it's like crazy wild how similar their stories are and I've had two amazing human beings reach out to me who had those experiences as young boys and so that's 
unbelievable that we're able to touch beyond gymnastics because I think initially we wanted this podcast to be not a gymnastic story, but a, a story about healing. And so it expands yeah. beyond the sport. Yeah, um, definitely. And I've had people reach out that, you know, like one, I can remember a person who is an immigrant herself and can identify with the similar themes mm. of her story of just being a person of color in mm -hmm. this country, for example, mm -hmm. and relating to the same experiences that we've had. I mean, it just storytelling is so cool and so important. Yeah. It really brings people together. It, makes, yeah. it, it transcends all Absolutely. of our categories that the world wants to place on us and really just yeah. makes us all human. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Like all the nuances to our stories. Yeah. I feel like people have connected in, in really wonderful ways, you know, even if they weren't an athlete yeah. who left home, but a sibling who left the house or, you know, families who left the country and right. haven't seen their families in a really long time. Like that's yeah. family, sacrifice, community, yeah, worth, self-worth. I mean, so many things mm -hmm. that we all live with every day. Which has been life-giving. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's been wonderful. Definitely. So there have been there have been a couple of questions that have come up that I've noticed. One is what is the difference between abusive coaching, mm. great coaching, good coaching, or tough coaching, or tough coaching? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think Joanne said it best when what should be best for the athlete is first and not for the coach's ego. So that is always in check. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I coached gymnastics for a little bit, and there are times where I have to like think back where my corrections or my motives or my intentions were always for the athlete or my own ego. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working through that because I think that there's been times and I'll be honest that it was for my own ego. And it's part of the training that we've been under. And that was a big reason why I couldn't do it anymore because it triggered me in so many ways. And mm -hmm. I'm like at a level five competition and I'm getting frustrated and it's the most silliest thing of like, I'm not like these are kids and I just mm -hmm. couldn't do it anymore. And I think there was a shift in different in the program. And um, yeah, I think that there's things where I'm like, how much was my ego motivated in those moments? Another thing is if a program omits any participation from parents, I think that's a huge red flag. Yeah. If programs are not willing to work with parents, because ultimately as a parent, as a guardian, if you are omitted in the process of your child's well-being, because you will be first and foremost the biggest advocate of your child's whole being, wanting to make sure that they are mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically being cared for, that program has a massive red flag. Yeah. They're not willing to talk about that. That's terrifying to me, to me, from what I've witnessed. I get it that like you don't want interference with your coaching methods and tactics. I think that's completely different. But if you are unwilling to have parents participate in that journey, I think that you need to reflect on your program. And why is that question being yeah. brought up that parents aren't involved? So along that line, mm -hmm. actually, some folks that I know that have been in the field of coaching as well, phenomenal coaches now. Fantastic coaches. And we're going to get to what, what does it mean to be a great coach, a good coach, a loving coach? I can appreciate they can feel frustrated too, because sometimes, like you're saying, there's some kind of maybe guardian over-involvement or you know, yesterday we were at my son's basketball game mm -hmm. and 
not my son's side. My son's side has a really wonderful coach. It was, we were talking about the other team mm-hmm. and we were witnessing. I had to stop that conversation and turn around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a couple adults on the sideline who weren't coaches, direct coaches of the other opponent's team. And they were yelling at the kids about where to stand and giving all these like coach corrections. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I have such a reaction to that. Yeah. Overstepping. Overstepping. So I can appreciate the frustration that great coaches, good coaches have with any adult on the sideline that would do that. Um, so I think honest conversation has yeah. to be I mean, transparency and collaboration has to be a part of yeah. the coaching guardian relationship. It has to be a team between the athlete, the guardian, and the coaches. I always yeah. go back to intent because mm-hmm. parents can be motivated by ego too. Yeah. And yeah. so ultimately it is the child, what are we doing for the child and what is best for the child? It's just the intent. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and every situation's unique, everything. Yeah. You can't, there's no yeah, such yeah, thing yeah. as like standardizing something. And right. It's going to be the way for everybody. It's going to be a unique relationship between all the players of a, a whole person athletic team, which is the yeah. athlete, the parent, the, the coach, um, the friends, like yeah. whoever's going to be involved in this person's life as a support to the athlete. Yeah. And I think that people need to use their intuition of what feels authentic in the moment. And so I think the reason why we were triggered in that moment, it didn't feel authentic. And that's why I had a turnaround where yeah. I, yeah. I was like, this is about somebody else's yeah. voice being heard as opposed to helping the, the team or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, and then that, that was when I was like, all right, I'm going to have to remove myself out of this conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to breathing. That was my breathing. <laughs> yeah. Breathing and, and yeah. cheering for the team and cheering for the oppo- opposing Oppo- team yeah. as well. I wanted those kids to, to have fun and enjoy themselves. Yeah. I mean, even we, more so because right. that person was being too involved, I think. I think there's a lot of processing too, as being the parent and the observer on the other side, like being in this role now, as opposed to the athlete, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, how do we conduct ourselves in these moments uh, that's encouraging and in a lot of ways, like kind, because you want to be gracious in all moments, right? Like but in competition and your husband said it the best when we did a promo and he made a comment about, I don't care about nine-year-old wins. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not about the win. It's about the, the experience, how this evolves this child to be the best human that he's going to be, yeah. right? What benefits your child yeah. in these, these moments, how he is learning how to be part of a team, how he's learning about hard work. All these values are the things that you are aiming for. It has That's nothing true. to do with how many wins are on his, you know his stats. Yeah. And so definitely. how is this going to make him a more complete person? Cause what you're doing is you're trying to raise a loving human being. You're not yeah. trying to raise a champion. Yeah. And so champion at life, it's a different kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's a different perspective, which actually goes to the next point, which is coaches are going to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Some coaches it's not in their wheelhouse to yell. There are some coaches that are going to get animated and they might yell. It's kind of like what they yell and how they yell in a way. And right? their response. It happens. It's a very yeah. emotional, sports are emotional moments. People might say like, keep your emotions in check, but let's be honest. When you see people hooting and hollering and getting all worked up, it is because sports is supposed to be, it's an expression. It's emotional. Yeah. It's art. It's like- You're invested. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not about saying like, oh, coaches should never yell. 
but it's like, what, what are you, what are they yelling? And, and as you said, intent, what are they yelling for? Are they taking out their frustration on the athlete? When we have that experience of someone taking out their, whatever their stuff was, mm-hmm. was going on in his life was being taken out on very young children. And that's, yeah. that's a no, no. But like I told my son's basketball coach, He's got two of them and they're phenomenal, loving human beings. They're tough and it's not like they don't yell, but they are very, very intentional, like you said, in what they're trying to do. They will be emotional out of their frustration, but they will always bring it back and explain why. And what I really appreciated his basketball coach the other day, he had the kids like all in a huddle and they had had like a little mini scrimmage and he's like, it's the team against the team. I don't care about the score. I'm interested in you being a team. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in you talking to each other and supporting each other and challenging each other to grow. If you're not paying attention on the side or you're celebrating what you should, like you haven't won the game yet mm-hmm. and you're celebrating mm-hmm. on the sidelines, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, support each other, lift each other up. Yeah. And that's, that's meaningful. I love that coach is like asking about grades and how our class is going and how are things at home? What are you doing for the summer? You know, how was your weekend? I sprained my ankle once and that coach gave me like a whole list of things to do. (laughs) He's like, if mama's taking care of herself, you know, baby's going to be taken care of too. That's awesome. (laughs) This is a community. Yeah. The athlete community is a community. Yeah. The agency that we've been able to connect with recently, Gymnast for Change Canada. We just want to shout out. You guys go check out all their stuff. (laughs) We love you so much. I love what they said is like that. Would you expect that in a teacher at a school? Yeah. Yeah. That was really amazing when they said you know, that. If, it, kind if of a teacher at school did that to it. your kid, you wouldn't stand for it. Yeah. The teacher would be out. Yeah. Why do we have separate expectations for coaches yeah. that are teaching young athletes, young minds? Yeah. We wouldn't stand for it. Right. But we allow people to continue. And I, when I say that, I mean, the governing bodies have these like I don't even know the level of laws or expectations or rules, but you can serve a certain amount of time and just go back into it. Does that mean a person's changed? What has happened during that time? Are they supposed to go to therapy? Are they supposed to get help? Or like, what is the protocol protocol for you being allowed back in? Right. And certainly if there has been such egregious Mm -hmm. crime against athletes, Mm -hmm. you should never be back. That's, I think that's been the surprising part of all of this, right? The last time I was in New York, we were talking and I said something on the lines of, if you don't know that that's not part of working with children, protecting children is not your priority, you should not be working with children. Definitely. You know, and so we had gone through this conversation about coaches that we loved that were in that time, right? Who didn't stand up for us or didn't intervene mm-hmm. as an adult. And and some of them are still not intervening. If I being honest, some of them are, and we're grateful that they've come around and have spoken out being on this side. Now being an adult, who's aware of things. Yeah. If I was an adult who like saw something and didn't say anything, I am also guilty of that That's abuse. Right. You're, I am perpetuating, perpetuating it. I'm an, an enabler. Yeah. And if I am hiring those types of coaches yep. and allowing them to get a paycheck, I am also enabling them. That's if right. I'm a governing body that is allowing them to continue to coach yep. and not expelling them right. and giving them opportunities to come back, I am also guilty of that. That's a problem. Right? Yeah. So to me, you are 
also part of the abuse. Absolutely. You're not exempt from that. And as an adult, we take responsibility. And I love that there are people who are learning this and coming out and saying, at that time I did this and that was not okay. Because I do think the apology, I do think that the responsibility of saying, I did this, I know better, I'm more woke. We're now in a woke season. You don't have a reason anymore. Specifically in our country, and I'm sure in others, it's like, we are now a little bit more in tuned of what is appropriate or not. And if you choose to ignore it, that's on you as an adult. Yeah. And if you want to gaslight, then you also have to be able to be prepared for the backlash with it. That's right. That's right. Taking responsibility so, for that which you did or maybe not did. Right. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm just going to say that. If you do not know that safety for athletes and children are first, you should not be in the position that you are in. And I do think as parents, as participants, as, you know, fans of any sport that allows those things, yeah. if we keep putting money into that, we're also perpetuating that. Right. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, we are the workers right now. The tax dollars. We are the taxpayers. We are the voters. We we call the sh- we do call the shots. We provide salaries to people. So even if there's a coach, because we've heard this, that coaches who were supposedly banned are but out there. And come back. And they're opening stuff and they're continuing on. The only reason why they can is because someone's paying them. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You don't have to. You don't have to live with that. If you have a coach who's not supportive, who's not responding to you, not working with you as a team, you don't have to fund those programs. Mm-hmm. Our hard-earned money, I mean, inflation is through the roof right now. Do I want to pay for a shitty coach or do I want to pay for my groceries? Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for the shitty coach. Let me just take my money and pour it into really great coaching out there because mm-hmm. they do exist. And there's programs that exist that want that for kids too. Absolutely. And you can so connect many. with many amazing support groups. Yep. So interview people. If you're interested in trying out a particular sport, a particular program, interview them, watch them, talk with the community about mm-hmm. it. It's very easy to look and see a program. This is what happened with us is that we saw programs in the Olympics, right? We saw very, very quote unquote successful programs because they had gymnasts in the Olympics. And we went to those programs with those dreams, not understanding what what that meant. And it's not just us. It's like a whole culture subscribed to this kind of yeah. Kool-Aid drinking. But you don't have to now. There's lots of programs. So many. So many programs that are fantastic, competitive mm-hmm. or just recreational. Either way, there's going to be great. So you can interview them and get a feel. Yeah. You know, the advent of social media and Yelp and all kinds of things that allow for you to make an educated decision. And you're your- also allowed to change your mind. That's right allowed to change your mind if it doesn't work out and try something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do not have to stay there. Another thing too, is that it's okay to reach out to your representative. It is absolutely okay to tell the council folks what's up, what's going on in our communities and that this is not right. The more that we sound, the more that we speak up, the more that we unify in this, the more that we can have a healthier sports environment for everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is possible to have champions that are also, as Kara would say, have their mental health intact. Mm-hmm. Be emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, soulfully, you know, not just intact, but thriving. Yeah. We yeah. can't have that now. You don't have to settle anymore. Mm-hmm. Or suffer. Definitely suffering in silence. Yeah. You don't have to do that either. Absolutely not. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, right. a little bit of our soapbox. We got where we go. The soapbox yeah. is done. And but it's very important to us. So. Well, we've wrapped up first season and we're getting ready to take a little hiatus mm-hmm. and sort of brainstorm for season two. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten some requests to work with me in psychotherapy. I wanted to just give you all a little bit of information of how any of this works. If you are seeking psychotherapy, my license is only for people who are in New York State. And so if that is something of interest for you, if you're in New York State, give me a call. We can have a 15-minute consultation. We'll see how we can work together. I have three specializations. One is prenatal postpartum, working with parenting and couples. I have a background in childbirth education as well. So that is something that has always been near and dear to my heart. Um, Working with folks of color who are seeking a clinician of color, I welcome you to reach out to me and we we can chat. And my third specialization is working with the athlete community, athletes, coaches, families, people who are experiencing mental blocks, people who are interested in performance care, maybe preparing for retirement, maybe have been in retirement. So if you're interested in working with me, feel free to take a look at the website, which is lcollinslcsw.com. And then I would also like to share with you with joy. (laughs) Come on, you got to tell them how amazing your program is. Yeah. I mean, I do daily Zoom classes Monday through Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Mm -hmm. Time. And it's a really wonderful supportive community from Monday to Saturday is mainly a hit class with strength resistance and also a little bit of cardio. It's a class of all levels. You don't have to be a seasoned athlete. You can be somebody who just wants to get started with moving. My whole philosophy with it is listening to your body and having mind and body connection. That is something I didn't have as an athlete, listening to your body, knowing when it's okay to stop, knowing when it's okay to take a break, get water. There's no glory in pushing through pain. And in my mind, I actually think it's probably better if you don't. And then on Sundays, it's full recovery, restorative stretch and foam rolling where as an athlete, I think a lot of us have not taken care of injuries or doing prevention for injuries. And so it's really, really going into those areas that are kind of ignored and strengthening not only your muscles, but strengthening those ligaments that protect your joints, protect your muscles. And as we get older, those things deteriorate just with age. That's something that's really dear and near to my heart, being an athlete and losing your mobility, your flexibility, all those things. And so the link's connected to our website. You can go on withjoyjhs.com. Can you say that again? Withjoyjhs.com. Um, and send me a message and I'll get back to you. And I do not have regulations with my certificate. So if you are not in California, you can still join the class. It's, it's a wonderful. great class. So I would love- who hates working out. It is really, really <laughs> wonderful. So Joya, I think we've come to the end. Yeah. I think we want to thank you all so much again, and we cannot wait to see you next Mm -hmm. season. For our loved ones and our teammates and friends and community, again, sending you big hugs. We love you. Massive shout out to Joanne, Karina, Kara, Natalie, Lindsay, and John. And I also want to give a special shout out to my mom and my dad, rest in peace, and to auntie and uncle. Yeah. We thank you all so much. We know that everything that you did was out of a place of love. Love. We appreciate you so, so much. And most of all, I love you, Joy. I love you too. (laughs) Aw, I love you. I love you too. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 
If you have any questions, please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and our website, Hanacity.com. Share and follow us on Amazon and Spotify. Help us out and leave a five-star review. Thanks.